Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Hodot HaLevavot, Duties of the Heart by Rabbi Ba'ia Ibn Pakuda, and we're in chapter 4, in the chapter of trusting God of Emunah. And last time, the last class, we were talking about how solitude, how when people sometimes have to be alone in a certain place, really creates an opportunity for that person to bond with Hashem, to create a relationship with God. Um, aloneness allows you to recapture that single state and focus on considering who you are as a person and as a Jew, as well as your relationship in heaven. So to be alone once in a while is something healthy. Uh, people sometimes don't know how to be alone. They need to be surrounded by people all the time. Uh, and in reality, it's healthy to have alone time, to be able to be okay with yourself, to be okay to be alone. It helps you think and ponder on very, very deep, uh, deep issues and not be so, uh, to be so materialistic and so into the material world. So for this reason, because of the spiritual opportunity that present themselves in such situations, those who sought the highest spiritual path would often leave their families. Like it was very common in the olden days that a person would leave their family for a while to be able to be alone and to be able to reconnect. It goes without saying that this practice had to be allowed with the family, like it had to be something that it was consensual with the wife and the wife would allow the husband to go and take this trip. Because if not, then the there's, it would be contraproductive. So we know from the story of Rabbi Akiva that his wife Rahel sent him to, to learn Torah. He sent, she sent him for many years to go and learn Torah. And after, I don't remember how many years, he came back. And when, she, when, he, when, the, when he was coming back, she was very, very poor. And uh, there was a, a, a neighbor in her house and was telling her, like, how can she send her husband to learn for so many years? And she was dying of hunger. And he was right in the doorstep, ready to come into the house. And she said to the neighbor, she says, well, if I could send him seven more years, I would send him seven more years. Uh, because he, the learning of his Torah is my richness. And he never came inside of the house and he left and he went and he learned seven more years. Then he came back and he had all these uh, 24,000 students with him. So this is, this is what used to be in those days. And the same was true of the prophets. They would leave their homes and live in solitude in order to organize their thoughts about their duties towards Hashem, about their responsibility towards God and their relationship with Him. So we see the idea of leaving home to achieve spiritual growth in the story of, uh, of the, in the story of the meeting between Elisha and Eliyahu, Hanavi, it says that Elisha, the son of Shaphat, was plowing with 12 oxen when Eliyahu, Hanavi, hinted to him that he was a prophet. Uh, he hinted to him, like, you're a prophet. Elisha understood and replied, let me kiss my parents goodbye and follow you. So from this story, we know 
that uh, Eliyahu served him and he went and he went for a time and he was able to come to, to organize his relationship with Hashem. So an apocryphal, apocryphal story is told, apocryphal, I had to Google that, it means like a, like a parallel story, illustrates this idea, the tale was of a tzaddik who traveled abroad to see how other Jewish communities served Hashem. And he came to a place where the people are all wore the same clothes. This is uh, in, very interesting. He came to a place and everybody, he realized that in this city there were only men and they all wore the same clothes. Nobody wore nothing different. They all looked alike. And he was very, very puzzled. And he noticed that their houses overlooked a graveyard cemetery and possibly there were no women in this town or children and he asked these Jewish people to please explain to him their lifestyle he could not understand what they what they were doing and they answered that they wore the same clothes because they didn't want to feel different they didn't want to have a um, separation like the rich and the poor and the, and the intelligent and the not so intelligent and the more learned and the less learned they didn't want to have this this was not the idea of them living in this place alone without their families they wanted to all feel the same and because they all strove to feel equal while they were on this earth they wanted to 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 feel equal and the graves being so near their houses was to prepare them for the time they would leave this world and remind them to take along as many mitzvot and good deeds as they could that this is the only thing they were really going to take with them there nothing else they could not take anything else and this was what grounded them and made them live a life in which their feet were touching the ground and their head was touching the heavens and they would do this uh, not all the time they would go back to their village and live with their families and I don't know how every time they went if it was a certain time of the year that they did this but the the idea was that the men returned to to it to fulfill their responsibilities and duties towards their families being better people and they came to this unusual village alone in order to experience solitude and be able to focus on their spiritual growth you know sometimes this, uh, this world takes us away from that because we have so many worries and so many preoccupations and we have to make it and we have to uh, make a living and we have to dress to impress and we have to be this certain type of people in society or whatever that it really takes us away from the goal of why we're in this world. So the tzaddik lauded their ambition and placed their approach. So the, the reason that the Hovot Halevavot cites this particular story is to let us know the value of solitude, self-analysis, and reflection. He is not advocating this as a lifestyle to emulate. We should not be doing this today. This is not what we should be doing. But it is crucial principle of Judaism not to reach beyond our limits or abilities, nor should we apply standards and practices of one era to our own. The Rambam famously states that the middle path, that is a balanced approach, is Judaism's ideal road to Torah. So what he's saying here is that we should always strive to take the middle road. But yes, a person should have certain moments in his day or in his week in which he can uh, 
sit in a corner and um, and meditate on his life, where he is, where he's going, where are his values, what he believes in, where does he get his strength from, what type of a person he wants to be, and, uh, and work on that and try to be the best you can. But if we never have time for this because we're overwhelmed with society, with work, with family, with all this, then just life will become like a train ride with no stops and we will never be able to achieve what needs to be achieved. So I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.